Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With a look at the other Kansas City teams in sports, here's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. What's up, Kansas City? Thanks for tuning in. It's Jillian Carroll and Chris Powell. Hello. Yeah. Oh, hello there, sir. Welcome back. We are happy you're here. It's a good night to have a good show. We got the voice lady saying our name. We're I'm official proud. now. I've made it in radio now. <laughs> we have a heck of a show lined up tonight. Coming off one undefeated weekend in Kansas City. Um, tonight we're going to hear from a, a bunch of people. We're going to hear from Coach Peter Vermees of Sporting Kansas City. We're going to talk through a little bit about the MLS playoff run they're about to embark on. We're going to hear from Bink, a little bit of high school football action. We're going to hear from my favorite Scottish human being. Any guesses? How many you know? I mean, How many that's do you not really important. Know? That is not important. <laughs> you make it seem like there's a lot of Scottish human beings that you know. <laughs> well, he's my favorite. His name is Johnny Russell. And we are also going to learn a little bit about a local team on a 26-0 and run right now, uh, Park University and the women's volleyball team. So we got a lot to talk about. But again, we talked a little bit about the weekend being amazing, undefeated. So we started the weekend off with Kansas City Mavericks beating the Indy Fuel, remaining undefeated at home, which is a nice thing to have. Moving on to Saturday where the Chiefs crushed the Broncos. Oh, Sunday. Okay, a.k.a. Sunday. <laughs> a.k.a.? No, Saturday is not also known as Sunday. Sunday is itself and Saturday is itself. There's just so many wins, I can't keep them straight. Saturday, <laughs> Dusty knows. Dusty's trying to be nice. Sunday was, first of all, the Chiefs, and then followed by, of course, Sporting Kansas Sporting City. Sporting Kansas City got a big win. They were on right after that Chiefs game. They played LAFC, fighting for the very top spot in the Western Conference. Uh, LAFC in its first year of existence. This is their first year playing in Major League Soccer. We are starting to see a lot of these young teams. We saw Atlanta, Atlanta United FC last year. Uh, this year, LAFC, first year in the league. They finished with the number two seed because Sporting, they whooped that ass on this past Sunday. They got a 2-1 to victory at Children's Mercy Park. At one point, they were down, 10, they were down one man. Uh, I believe Seth Sinovic got a red card. So he got tossed from the game, and uh, they were down to, to 10 men. And Daniel Shallowy, the guy that we talked to last week, the guy that Jillian was able to get to get to cancel his haunted house <laughs> plans so that he could talk to us and be on the very first episode of Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero, uh, he, was, he, he went out there, scored the game-winning goal, and was able to deliver Kansas City another Western Conference regular season title. He did just that. It was a heck of a game. I was thrilled to have made it uh, before kickoff. Coming from the Chiefs' victory over the Broncos, 
Had to skip out a little bit early on that one. Um, and, of course, <laughs> I was also in the house for the Mavericks victory. So, I'm just saying. Yeah, you should, I, I mean, don't you work for the Mavericks? I do. I do a little something for the Mavericks. Come out and see us. I might give you some prizes if you're there. Um, don't promise that. <laughs> People no. will actually try to take you up on that. I'm fine with it. Come find me. But, hey, I mean, Kansas City sports this weekend, undeniable, amazing, amazing fans at each match, at each game, um, from the Mavericks to the Chiefs to sporting. Um just doing their thing, being Kansas City fanatics, being big fans. We got um, college basketball starting to rear in, getting starting to go at this point in the year. It's starting to get cold, starting to get dark. Christmas music is playing over the uh, airwaves on the radio, and it's starting to get on my nerves already. That's just too early. It's that's too just, early. November on. 1st, Christmas music this morning. I was mad. And uh, now we're starting to get into the college basketball season. So uh, we've got not only do we have KU Kicking things off, we got K-State. We're the home of the Wildcats here on 610 Sports Radio. Mizzou, you can hear them on uh, our sister station, 98.1 KMBZ. Uh, And then you also have UMKC. I think Park University is going. Uh, There's so many different schools around here. Johnson County Community College, you can hear their games on 1660 The Score. We have a lot of college basketball here coming up. And, as uh, Jillian alluded to, we got uh, the High school football playoffs. Jay Binkley is going to be on in about 25 minutes or so. He's going to come on. He's a football junkie. He loves himself some football. He's the most knowledgeable person that I know about high school football in the city. He's going to be on giving us the biggest matchups. He actually covers. He gets paid to talk about this (laughs) stuff on television. So he's going to come on here in about 25 minutes. He's going to talk about these big matchups that are going to be coming on because this is like the real big weekend for uh, the high school football playoffs. Perfect weather for it, hopefully, right? Perfect timing. Um, let's jump into catching up with Peter Vermees after their big win, as you mentioned, at Children's Mercy Park over LAFC. Had a chance to snag a couple minutes of his time after the match, and he had some really great things to say, not only about his team, but about the fans of Kansas City as well. Um, wanted to talk you through just where you're at right now. So tonight's match, to me specifically, felt so much like the Open Cup match against Dallas uh, with the red card, with the head injury, so many things, the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, but this team is so different. So we talked about the bench being different. What else is it? Why is this team more promising this year than, than years past? I, I think easy way to put it is we just have so much more quality in the team. Yeah. When you add quality and when you add new people you add a desire and a hunger to want to win right and you got to keep freshening it up um i think what happened to us last year is we, we were good in a lot of respects but at the end of the year for some some reason we fell out of form and i think a lot of it had to do we had remember we had a bunch of injuries oh, yeah. and the guys couldn't you're 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 taking more gas out of a few individuals because the other ones are hurt and so when they come back the other ones don't have it and the other ones can't carry the new ones come back they can't carry it so I think the difference is is that right now we have first off we're, we don't have a ton of injuries but we also have a group that is very fresh and, and very hungry do you feel like they're fresh and hungry and um, mentally as well as far as maybe more creative just maybe more tools in the, in the toolkit to yeah you? that's a quality I mean we just have we just have a, a, a so many more better players, yeah. right? And I think that's the difference. I really do. It's like finishing, you know, chances on goal, This, all those things. Like, it's one thing to have a chance, but it's another thing to have a high-quality chance. And then it's another thing for a guy to take a shot, but then it's another thing to got to score. I mean, those are just little nuances but or, or little percentages, but 
we've gotten a lot out of a lot of guys, and and it's exciting to see that we have some really good quality within the group. For sure. Now moving forward, um, you're in the best place possible. Um, how are you preparing? And is there more pressure since you're at home this year? No, no, not at all. I don't. I don't think there's more pressure at all. I think the the thing is is that. We now have a week to look at the two opponents that will play against each other that we would line up with, and we'll try to put a plan together for each team, and then we'll we'll kind of go from there, and and that's how we'll that's how we'll play it. Uh, it, it there's really no other way for us to look at it. We'll we'll try to get the guys uh, rested. Uh, not we don't want to crush them this week, right? We want to kind of bring him back into because this was a very tough game which we knew it would be but we've already experienced a lot of these games but I think it's also going to help us make make us prepared for the, the games ahead so there he is talking about just much more quality of players um the bench you know you look at the bench during that game you have I mean I can't even remember all the guys but Namath, Fontas, Kuzain, uh, all of them and it, I mean those guys and any other team are never going to see the bench you know, they're going to be playing and heavy contributors. So the fact that he just has so many options, it's just got to be a huge confidence builder for him. I just, I just, what the thing I really like is the fact that um, you have so many different options for guys who can score. Like, if you remember last year, we were asking who is going to score the goals because Dom really wasn't that great last year when he was here. Then they ship him down to Orlando and you, you know, at that point, you were just kind of trying to figure out who's going to score. Is it going to be Daniel Shallowy? Is it going to be Gerso? Like, where are we getting these goals from? Rubio, and, he was expected yeah, to do a lot. He was expected, and, you know, there was question marks there. And when you look at the team this year, um, Johnny Russell, who we're, you know, who you're going to hear from in the next segment, um, Daniel Shallow, we, we talked to him last week. Uh, you know, you've got guys, I mean, obviously, Gerso comes in, still brings some energy. Sure. You can get him from Zussi. Even Opara, he's going to sneak in and get a few <laughs> headers over there. It's just crazy that you got a guy like that on your back line. And he can sneak in and get you a header every now and then for, for an important goal. It's just there are so many guys. And we're forgetting about Felipe, too. I was going to say, Felipe, we have Kateri he in just the sneaks in and just He just sneaks in and scores goals all the time. It's and just, even Shelton coming back. Even I mean, that's your guy. I'm kind of still you know, uh, about he, Shelton. He turned I'm, it around. For me, I thought he started the season very slow. He did. Didn't use his guys. Yeah. Didn't do yeah. a whole lot. Um, yeah, we talked about that, yes. and Coming back, though, he's, he's producing. So. Yeah. And it's just like they've got options now. And that's one of the things I, I, you know, about Peter was like, he didn't name any names because <laughs> he'd have to start just running down the list of guys who have, are really stepping up. And this is the reason why their second half run has been so good. Because last year they fell off after June and they slowed down because they just couldn't find anybody to score once Dom got moved away and, you know, he started getting taken out and then eventually got moved away. Um, this year they've got depth. They've got a lot of players, and that's the reason why right now they are sitting nice and pretty at number one in the Western Conference, and uh, they're going to take on Portland November 4th. And another piece of that toolbox that he was talking about was he said this quote. I thought it made the interview, but it didn't. But he said, when Seth left the game, they, meaning the crowd, became the 11th man we needed. So he he weighs heavily the impact of the crowd at Children's Mercy Park, as he should. We've, t- we've said it time and time again. Yeah. It is the most difficult atmosphere to play in. So we're looking forward to that playoff match coming back after the guys go to Portland, back on the 11th. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll hear about more MLS playoffs and then from Bink about high school football. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero.
we are back from break talking MLS playoffs. We've got some things happening as we speak. We had some things happening last night. Uh, so as we speak right now, uh, I believe Columbus at DC United started um, maybe within the hour, hour ago. Yeah. And then we've um, got also we have uh, later on tonight, Los Angeles FC, the team that just took that L at Children's Mercy Park this past Sunday, taking on Real Salt Lake, the team that Sporting had to defeat to win their second MLS Cup crown. That's going to be a good match. That's yeah, I think that's going to be a really good. Uh, here's here's an interesting thing, I because I didn't know this until I just looked at the standings. When uh, LAFC lost, they got regressed down. They lo- It went down to the third seed. And the Seattle Sounders, a team that uh, at the beginning, the first few months of the season was at the very bottom of the uh, of the Western Conference. Somehow, some way, me and Julio always talk about this. Uh, we they find a way. They're terrible at the beginning of the year, but they find their way to claw their way back into the playoffs, and then they go deep in the playoffs. And they fought their way from being the worst team <laughs> in Major League Soccer in in May to now being the number two seed in the Western Conference and looking like they're going to be primed for a deep run. And they're they they could very well be the team the Sporting has to go through at the very end to make it to another MLS Cup uh, you know, MLS Cup game. So um, very interesting things going on right now. Uh, we, we do have a matchup already set in place, uh, that being um, New York City FC in the Eastern Conference, going to have to face off against Atlanta United FC. That will be a That's very be good match. David Villa. Uh, uh, was it Jose Jose Martinez? That's gonna um, be tough. Yeah. That's gonna be. Oh, and and here's the thing about it is Atlanta United FC is the higher seed. So it's at means, Atlanta, correct? So the second game is gonna be at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Almost eighty thousand people packed into the yeah. Mercedes Benz Stadium on a consistent basis. On a consistent basis, they've second done year it multiple times. The team, which is amazing. I yes. mean, I think that's they they've done a fantastic job there. When you can sell out a football stadium. <laughs> In your second, they were doing it in their first year in right. Atlanta. In Atlanta with soccer. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, we failed to mention earlier, Tata Martino is one of the coaches up for MLS Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bob Bradley of LAFC. And our better be, guy, better be our guy. Peter Vermees, who I obviously am biased. However, I think the history of success he's had, the history of his teams and championships, um, and just what he's done right now, finishing atop of the Western Conference. He's got my vote. Pretty sure he's got yours. If not, we should change that. <laughs> I haven't um, thought about it this deeply, but I probably would take I probably would take Vermees considering uh, when you look at where, where sporting was just a couple of months ago, they could have gone up or down, and we saw them go down last year. We saw them fall off, and the fact that they were able to fight their way back up, that to me is really impressive. And so I gotta give I gotta give uh, Coach Vermees all the credit in the world. He absolutely deserves any and all the escalades. Escalades. <laughs> all right. Um, another match that already took place. So Portland went down to Dallas. Which, uh, if you watched any of the replays, <laughs> if you happen to catch the match, uh, it, FC it was Dallas. on Twitter. It was all over Twitter. That what what a disappointment. Five fans maybe in that 10, stadium, maybe tops. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was it, and and it's funny because we just talked about how Atlanta, in their second year, is able to pack Mercedes Benz Stadium. That's the home stadium of the Atlanta Falcons. 
That's the that's the home venue of the SEC championship. Go Gators! Uh, and the fact that the soccer team can sell out a football stadium, but FC Dallas can't sell out a soccer stadium. That was definitely. And they've been there for a long time. And they have a track record. I mean, there is typically a decent team. They do well, and you know they get into the playoffs. Um, they do a fantastic job as of late, especially with um, the youth programs with bringing guys up. Um, I would say it's one of the top youth programs aside yeah. from probably uh, New York Red Bull and Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle's really good too. Um, it's just it's crazy. That team is consistently one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and they had nobody there that cared enough to go to a playoff a game. Playoff game it's a playoff home. game. A playoff game. Yeah, that's, that's disappointing. Middle of July regular season game, which you know, Children's Mercy Park is filled to the brim. They so, couldn't get people for a playoff game. Disappointing, but uh, Portland went down and did their thing anyway. So at one point they were down to 10 men. Um, Diego Valeri did his thing. Two goals. I only caught one of them. Be- what a beautiful dead ball. Um, the guy is just so clean on those. He's he's very talented. So they went down and did their thing, um, and they will move forward. And then as we talked about tonight, LAFC, RSL, and DC United, Columbus Crew. So let's bring it back to Kansas City, um, a place that we don't have to worry about. No fans. We don't have to worry about. (laughs) That is not an issue here. Um, One of the new tools or one of the more quality players that Peter Ramuse was talking about earlier, we had a chance to hear from him, Johnny Russell himself. Let's hear what he has to say about the season. Johnny Russell, Sporting Kansas City's fantastic winger, big addition to the team. Johnny, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. We are excited to hear all about everything um, that you're ready to share. So we want to start with just how your transition over to Kansas City has been. You obviously brought your family over, and Kansas City is thrilled you're here. But how's it going for you and the family? Um, yeah, it's going, it's going great. Um, no, we've settled really well. Uh, the people, uh, the club has helped, and you know, even the people that we've met in the city have been brilliant as well. So it's, it's a really... It's a really easy place to settle. Um, so from, from that aspect, it's been, it's been perfect. What do you feel like has been the biggest difference between uh, playing in England and playing over in the MLS? Um, I don't know. Uh, there's, obviously, there's, there's a lot of differences with you know, weather and, and travel, which is the, the weather's the, the one that... You know, it took me probably the longest to to get used to, get accustomed to. But you know, apart from that, there's there's not much. You know, there's huge difference. Um, you know, they're both competitive leagues, and you know, at the end of the day, you need to win games to to get yourselves where we are. So no, there's there's not there's not a huge difference. Um, probably just the ones that I'd, I'd mentioned there. That'd be that'd be the main ones. Transition beautifully. Uh, obviously, ten goals on the season, and just recently named Offensive Player of the Year for Sport in Kansas City. So, congratulations! How does that feel? Um, and how has t- I mean, ten goals? That's amazing. How's everything gone for you offensively this season? Um, it's been it's been brilliant. Um, I probably found a bit of consistency uh, this season that I've been lacking, and obviously getting the reward and voted for by by the other boys as well. It's always it's always nice to, you know, 
get a little reward for for the work you've put on and from it, for it being voted by the rest of the guys as well. Um, you know, that's that's always nice. But no, it's been it's been a good season. I've, I've felt good. Um, you know, there's a lot. I feel I can I can still improve on, and you know, I work hard to do that. But it's like you said, it's, it's been a it's been a good first season. Um, it's not over yet, obviously, and. You know, hopefully it continues for a lot longer. But it's up until now, it's been you know it's been great for me. Now you're one of the more aggressive players that that we've seen we see for Sporting Kansas City on the attacking side, kind of like what you kind of see from the top stars in uh, the the sport of football. Uh, is that something that you kind of do naturally, or is it something that uh, Coach Vermees has kind of uh, coached up in you? Um, it's always. It's always, always something that has been a part um, of my game. Um, I, think, I think the coach you know, wants me to get myself into those sort of positions to, to be that way as well. And you know, the, the way we play allows the attacking players to be like that. But it's, it's always something that I felt that I've had in my game that um, I always try and bring you know, to the field. And I just... I want to try and make things happen. Um, you know, it's pretty aggressive at times. Sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. But it's, I'm always, I'm always trying to, you know, to make something happen and try and break things down. So you know, I've, I've always, I've always had that. Just maybe sometimes confidence-wise, um, it's not came off at, at times in the past. But I feel that I've, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm getting better at. Managing that, and I feel like this season, especially, I've been, I've been pretty consistent in that. Well, this will be your first MLS playoff run here. Obviously, you've played some really high matches um, or across the pond, but how are you feeling, and how are the guys preparing you for your first MLS playoff? Um, well, we're, we're all excited. Um, I've played in, in big games before as well, so you know, I'm excited for my my first shot at the playoffs here, but normally we're prepared normally. It's been a normal, normal week. Um, you know, as of the minute, we still don't know what's, who we're playing, but then, you know, that's not really changed anything in a normal week. Leading up to the game is what we do, and then as soon as we find out who it is, and then that's when we start focusing on strengths and weaknesses and where we can exploit and where we need to work out. So, not of the real bug about the guys, you know, a lot of them have, have been there before, been there, done that. So it's not it's, it's exciting times for the for the team. Now, last week we talked to your teammate Daniel Shallowy, and uh, I asked him about you know the pressure of being the top team, the top seed in the Western Conference, and you know how much that's going to be on your minds when you guys get to the playoffs. Is that it? And he he said that there really wasn't a whole lot of pressure that he was feeling. Is that the same thing with you and and the rest of the team? Yeah, I haven't. I wouldn't say there's any no any pressure on us. You know, everyone everyone's competing for the same thing. We want to finish top, and you know we deserve to do that. We worked hard over the season um, to be in that position. So no, I wouldn't say there's any any other added pressure. Obviously, this. Playoffs are pressure games, you know, one bad game, and you know, that could be you. So there's pressure in that sense, but I wouldn't say us being, you know, the number one seed um, adds to that. 
uh, especially not from many of the, the guys I've spoken to as well. So no, everyone's everyone's confident. Um, we're just going about our, our business the way we normally do. And, you know, when it comes to the game, uh, hopefully we perform the way we have been and, and we can take care of business as well. In prep for that, it seemed like you guys had a little bit of fun with some Halloween costumes. Tell me who you thought was yeah. the best. I loved your Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. No, <laughs> but who did you think took home the prize for best costume at, at training the other day? Um, you know, there was a few. I like Zussi's. Zussi? Dibich put a lot of effort on it. He must have got up early. Died his hair, done the face paint as well. So, you know, he was pretty good on and Daniel as well, but no, there was there was quite a few. It was a uh, a lot of guys made a bit of an effort, so it was always good. For, you know, a bit of fun, especially you know coming into the games that we've got. It's always good to you know relax a little and have a have a bit of fun. Seems like you guys did just that. Well, we are pulling for you. Really looking forward to this playoff run at Children's Mercy Park. Best of luck to you, Johnny, and thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Johnny Russell, what a guy. Uh, great to have him. Thanks so much for, for your time, Johnny. Obviously, um, had a lot to share there. Um, things that he's consistently told me over the season, some of the biggest challenges for him as far as comparing, you know, um, back home to playing here would be the weather. So hopefully moving into fall, it won't be that big of a deal for him. I just think the biggest thing is, like, uh, he and Shalui had just really cool confidence about them. They don't really seem like – this number one seed deal is kind of getting to their heads, you know? Because, like, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, in, over in England, they don't have the playoffs in their leagues. It's just a regular season, and whoever has the best record, whoever has the, whoever has the most points at the end of their regular season, uh, they just win. That's it. So, you know, over it's a, it's a really different concept for a lot of the guys like Shallowy, like I mean, Shallowy was homegrown, but he's still from uh, Hungary. So, for him, he grew up watching that kind of play. And then you also have uh, you also have uh, Johnny who played over in Europe, and you know over in Europe they just they don't have a playoff system over there like we do here. So this is a different concept for them, and the fact that they're really confident that they're not worried at all about being in the situation where one game can can really set you back. Uh, luckily for them, they were able to avoid the knockout stage because of their seating, but still one bad game changes the whole landscape of everything. I like the fact that these guys are really confident. And they're just super excited, which is great. But they have every reason to be. They, you know, like they're in the driver's seat here, number one seed. Uh, we just heard from Coach. They have quality players, a lot of quality players, and they're all excited. Shally was talking about last week how he didn't even want to practice anymore. He just wanted to play the game. So very exciting team to watch. Kansas City, keep your eyes on Sporting Kansas City. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, Bink will join us. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. All right, and we are back, and we have got a friend in the building. We are super excited to be joined by the high school football expert. That's your new title, unless unless it's already been given. No, no, he's he's like the football expert. Period. Football expert. Yeah, be careful. The be American careful. football. In the building, expert. we have an award winner. 
<laughs> you're you're right. We do have an award-winning uh, broadcaster here, which is excellent. Mark Miller, 1660 tomorrow. Our sister station. They're carrying the Rockhurst Lee Summit West game live on 1660. Pre-game starting half an hour early, so it'd be 6:30 because they play seven o'clock games tomorrow. Oh, see, this is why we bring him on here. He's well, we haven't even right introduced here. him yet. So if you didn't recognize the na- the voice. Excuse me. It is Mr. Jay Binkley. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Who's on? Uh, he's on six to nine. <laughs> we just here an hour ago. Six to, he was here an hour ago. <laughs> six to nine weeknights uh, on here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Bink at night. Nerd. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Dusty, hundred percent right. We're all nerds here. Uh, me and Jay Binkley, we used to host uh, six ten six ten sports high school football Man, Saturday. I saw a throwback picture that me, you, and Ron. Man, oh yeah, Man, Ugh, see, high school back. football is, is awesome. I like you guys theme of your show. Yeah. You're talking about the stuff that doesn't get talked about enough, and I love that the Park University and in UMKC and this kind of stuff. I love in the high school football aspect. When you guys want to talk high school football, I was all about that because this is one of the things in the city that's a hidden gem. And what I mean by this is the talent in this town is exponentially so much better than it used to be with the high school talent. We have guys being looked at by tons of schools. For instance, Graham Mertz plays for Blue Valley North. got a play. He's bleeding passer in the city, yards per game in, in total yards, plays at Blue Valley North. This kid's committed to Wisconsin. Nice. And if you want to see a, you know, a Division One type athlete play, go see this guy tomorrow night. I highly recommend catch him when they're in high school and catch him before they're the next big star because we've got guys that Darren Sproles, Mm-hmm. If you did not take a Friday night to go watch, I think, the greatest running back in the history of the city played Olathe North, you missed out. Graham Mertz has offers from Alabama, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, USC, Wisconsin, Michigan. You just don't see this from Kansas City players. He's unbelievable. But the local schools need to start signing some of these guys because <laughs> the kid at William Christman Carson went to Texas. Ronnie Bell got a couple touchdowns for Michigan. True freshman, Park Hill High School. Wasn't offered by the local guys, right? Not good. The leading receiver at Wisconsin, A.J. Taylor, Rockhurst. (laughs) They're not playing at Kansas State, Kansas, or Missouri. Why do you think that is? Why are they not looking local? Um, I I think a lot of times it's excitement of the big-name programs. You know, they go where the uniforms are fresh. Kids do like those, the facilities. Mm -hmm. Like Missouri's doing this big south end zone project, and they like that kind of stuff. But you got to be a coach that goes in, and you got to shut down the borders. And that's what Gary Pinkle said, you know. With Doriel Green Beckham, when he was the number one recruit in the nation, mm-hmm. Springfield, yep. Gary Pinkle and company would fly in a helicopter down to Springfield. <laughs> no, no, Pinkle does this. He no, I, I can picture Pinkle. With Evan Bame, he landed at Lisa Summit West. He's landed at Staley. He lands that helicopter all over the place. But the point being, there is great talent, including uh, Price at the running back at North Kansas City. It's averaging 300 yards rushing a game. He plays tomorrow night. That's going to be a ton of fun. There's just great matchups. Second round of the playoffs for Kansas and Missouri Next weekend, it all culminates Thanksgiving weekend. kind of the big weekend after Thanksgiving that Saturday for Kansas and Missouri, except Class 6 is bumped up uh, to a week earlier. But the rest of Missouri's actually pushed back. It used to be right after Thanksgiving, but now it's first like the, week of December? Like the day after Thanksgiving. It's oh, the December, day after. It's December 1st now. Oh, wow. They, they've kind of moved it back because they have all the games in Columbia, and they've been doing this mm-hmm. from Springfield and Columbia. Now all the games are in Columbia, which I think is a primo spot because it's right in the center of the state. And they used to have them in St. Louis. In my opinion was they did this one. It's a dome, so you didn't have to worry about weather. And it was turf. Because the Arrowhead Stadium, it's grass, so they don't want them right. tearing it up. Even yeah. though Heinz Field in Pittsburgh is grass, and they play the Pennsylvania State title games there because they don't care. Let them play in grass in the elements. But it, I thought it was for attendance <laughs> draw to get the people from St. Louis 
to go watch their schools the way the brackets were set up as long as it be Kansas City, St. Louis, because Kansas City fans travel. I mean, it's several hundred thousand people a year attend high school football games in the city. So looking at these brackets that you left open here on this computer when you uh, were doing the show, big at night, six to seven, what do you think is the biggest matchup on the Missouri side? I'm, I'm seeing one right now, uh, Dusty's alma mater, Blue Springs, taking on uh, Blue Springs South. Blue Springs, uh, this is a great game in the past, but Blue, Blue Springs South headed down here. I look for Blue Springs to roll in this one. I Personally, I think it's Rockhurst, Lee Summit West. If you're looking for that big matchup, uh, Rockers did lose two this year. Once the CBC, which is the best team in the state, they're out of and, St. Louis uh, and Rockbridge, and they lost to Columbia Rockbridge. But however, Lisa Mo West has beaten Columbia Rockbridge this oh, really? year. Here's the interesting thing about this: two years ago, Rockers and Lisa Mo West met in the state semifinals mm-hmm. or the quarterfinals. Yeah, I remember Last that. year was the second round. This year is the second round, of the district semifinals. So three straight years, Rockers has got the best of Lee Summit West. Rockers goes on the road. Listen, going and playing on the road in high school doesn't matter. Unless you're going to like a real small town where they're throwing rocks at your bus and everything else, <laughs> then it matters. But they'll take all their fans out there. It'll be great. It's not really a home field advantage in high school. We always throw around the word high, home field advantage. But in this town, this big town, you don't have that as much. So on the Kansas side here, I mean, I'm looking at this bracket. Uh, you got Derby. Derby's 9-0. Derby's been great for years. Yeah, I mean, it's just Who's beating those, Derby? It's just one of those Kansas power schools. And here's the problem with Kansas. They've got so many dynasties rolling. Yes. Bishop Miege, for example, in yep. Class 4, mm-hmm. has won four straight state titles. And they push Rockers to the limit. We're talking big class Missouri. They're Class 4, and they used to be 4A Division 1. And they've switched Kansas up to just Class 4A now. So they've been a power uh, a power team all along. Again, I think going out and seeing Graham Mertz play football would be a good time. Uh, Blue Valley North versus Shawnee Mission South. Shawnee Mission South's actually rebounded very nicely this year, 7-2. and two. And then you've got Blue Valley North, the six and three. And the thing about Blue Valley North, they had some L's last year, but they're one of these teams that once they got to the postseason, they kind of shocked everybody. Won the state title? Why? They had a quarterback. They had a Division One quarterback when other teams don't. St. Thomas Aquinas. Hey, my alma mater. Do you like them? Let me tell you about St. Thomas Aquinas. Boo. Hey, come on now. The head coach Randy Dryling took this team over, and it was like two and twenty-eight, like the three years before he got there. He rattles off seven state titles. All right, it's public school, Hutchison, Kansas. Oh, man. Salt town. He comes here. He's now coaching <laughs> at a private school. Right. Things do change. I have said, this guy, he's been to the state, stayed. He hasn't won it. He's been knocking on the door, but he hadn't won it. Aquinas hadn't won one yet. But this guy is Western Kansas, and we've seen the influx of this. Dustin Delaney was his assistant, won a state title at Shawnee Mission East. There's the theme here. These Western Kansas coaches come, and they dominate I look for St. Thomas Aquinas because they have a running back, a sophomore. He's like one of the fifth or sixth leading rushers in the city, over 1,400 yards. Sophomore, his name is Tank. <laughs> and he's smaller, dude, but he'll run you over. They've got the running game. He's small and be named Tank. You but have you to got, be if big. If you can run. I, I have mean, a best, best, best friend. Your best tank. friend, and he's a big we, guy. He's like 500 pounds. He's so a big he's guy. Tank, yeah. You remember Tank Abbott? Yeah. He used to fight in the UFC. He's a big dude. I just love the name Tank. You've got to be a big dude if you're going to be Tank. one of the best running backs in the city. With the best nicknames. So so this is one of the things I was I was thinking about earlier is like this is kind of the prime time. Not for the guys who are about to go to college, but the young guys, the the underclassmen right now, getting ready to now uh you know, try to make an impact and try to impress scouts who are looking at, you know, maybe they're going into their junior or senior year next year and trying to impress scouts, trying to see if they can get scholarships to go play. What do you think scouts are looking for as far as uh, the young players who are getting playing time in these important games. What Great are they question. For Great here? question. Because there's a huge drop off between the NFL and college football. Mm-hmm. Because everybody goes by the star rankings. K 
Kansas State does not put three and four. They don't get the four and five star guys, but yet they put a lot of guys in the NFL and always did with Bill Snyder. Mm-hmm. But Gary Pinkle used to get a bunch of three star guys, turn, turn them into the NFL first players, round picks. first round picks. Marcus Mariota was offered two scholarships. And he won the Heisman Trophy, and he's you know Oregon and Hawaii. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was barely two, offered three star. He got right. It was at Rice and Texas Tech. Yeah, right? he and Mayfield weren't recruited guys. And mm-hmm. look at him. We're talking the number one overall pick, and we're talking a top ten pick. They miss it all the time because it's such a crapshoot. And I think it's by reputation. Here's the way. If you get offered all of a sudden by a big school, like we'll say Missouri is in on a kid here in town, all of a sudden he's going to get a better star ranking, and he'll get a bigger one. Let's say Alabama comes in and offer him. Then all of a sudden they're going to see, oh, Alabama wants this kid? Five-star. You know, they're <laughs> going to give you an extra star because you're going to Alabama. But the key thing is, is if you play with a player that's good and he's getting scouted, you got to play a good game because you know they're there to watch him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many stories of scouts going in or, or college coaches going in to watch one guy. And then they end up leaving, offering another kid because someone else really stood out. It's really hard to get your name out in high school football. They're doing huddle films and, and everything else that the kids. Yeah, we used to, to watch school. those uh, when we were doing the high school show. I knew a kid, and his dad played in the NFL with the Chiefs, and he played on my high school team. His dad sent his highlights to every single Division One team because he wasn't getting scouted. Ended up getting a full ride to Kansas State. Oh wow! Ended up playing in the NFL for a couple of years, but he, his dad took the time to send it to all the schools because they will miss you. Yeah. They will miss on you. And that's why the Division II schools around here are so good because they get passed over mm-hmm. uh, by the local schools. They end up Division II, but that's why they're powerful. But y- y- the key is if you have a kid on your team that's real good, <laughs> play your best and ball out because they're <laughs> going to be watching him. They're going to come away wanting you. We've got a chime in from the text line. It says, I'm calling it Lee Summit West will, be Rockhurst, will beat Rockhurst tomorrow. Lee Summit West probably has the biggest home field advantage of all the Lee Summit schools. You'll be able to hear that game on 1660 The Score. Mark Miller with the call. Uh, Russ Casio as well. So make sure you tune into that. Lee Summit's a power. Lee Summit North is actually the number one team in that division. Lee Summit North actually oh, really? beat Lee Summit West this year. So Lee oh, Summit wow. North, Jamar Mosey used to be a running back mm-hmm. out of Blue Springs High yes. School. And he's, he's an excellent coach. And... They've, they, they really started emerging, taking those steps that you see in high school football, because I do believe it's the coach. Because the talent moves around so much, and you only can play with who you got. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all the time. Ken Clemens at Oak Park High School. This team won zero, then they won two. Of course, he had to get the Oak Park thing because he's an Oak <laughs> Park alum. Well, they have a big game against Staley tomorrow. Big game against Staley, <laughs> well, second round of the playoffs. Game. But he's won four this year, so it's taking those steps. Lisa North has taken those steps, ready to punch that uh, ticket to the state title game. Show me bowls, what they call it. All right. Well, you heard it from the expert himself. Bink, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. It's too kind of you. Thank you. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. Thank you, Bink, for bringing all the knowledge. The Friday Night Lights high school football man. I lo- I used to love being at high school football games. Yeah, Literally I loved, loved it. Them. Uh, I was more of a high school basketball guy when I was in high school, but I did love the environment for high school football. You know, the the band playing in the, uh, during the game and whatnot. The cheerleaders. That's- that too. Come yeah, I, I dated a cheerleader when I was in high school. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was definitely in on the cheerleader game when I was in there. So uh, I, I definitely see it from that perspective too. But, yeah, love uh, high school football. Me and Bink used to do a high school show on Saturday mornings. So, you know, got to go out to games, got to cover it, got to talk to the coaches. Coaches love the press time. <laughs> and we have a lot of really good coaches here in Kansas City. So uh, definitely nice getting back into the flow. Yes. Well, let's change, uh, switch gears here over to volleyball. Really cool, fun 
uh, just a really great program locally. Obviously, Park University, um, they're on a roll. They are 26-0 and 0 right now. So we're going to take a second and hear from men's and women's head coach, volleyball head coach, uh, Coach Telmontes. Let's hear what he has to say. Coach Telemontes, thank you so much for your time today. No, it's a game night, so there's lots of things happening here. But let's talk quickly about your team, 26-0 and 0 right now, number one in the conference, uh, heading into a fun night tonight, though, a little bit lighthearted. This is going to be senior night. So tell me a little bit about the team and your seniors that we're celebrating tonight. Oh, I mean, ooh, that, that would take me a while. Um, we've, had a, we've had a great run, like we said, 26-0, um, number one in the country. Um, and I attest a lot of that to our senior class. Um, I'm sitting across from one of our leaders and one of, probably one of the heart of our heart soul of our team and Donna Gomez. Um, we, and we enjoy senior night. It's always a fun atmosphere because the team gets together and kind of decorates and sets things up and we kind of show our senior class who put in all the work how much we appreciate it. So it, tonight will be nothing different. Well, you have to talk a little bit about your proven track record of success here. About eight years in, uh, 2014, number one in the country. Four out of five of the past conference titles are yours. What is it? What are your tricks? Um, I, I don't, honestly. I mean, I, we had this speech last year at the banquet. Um, the magic and the wizardry of this program is my players. Um, I've been lucky to inherit a great team when I got here eight years ago, and it just kind of grew from there. So I've got um, great kids locally, great kids from all over the world, and I'm just lucky to be good enough to get out of their way and let them do their jobs. What a record. What a guy. Had a great time hearing from him. Again, he all credit to his players, but clearly the man is doing something right there. 26-0. and 0, uh, They went 50 sets undefeated. Just a really great team. And he mentioned the heart and soul. What, 50 undefeated? Sets. Oh. So, yeah. I, I think it was 53. Oh. But uh, truly a unique team. Powerhouse. Really special. Doing some great things. Playing as we speak. Uh, haven't caught the score, but... We're pulling for you, Park, uh, senior night right now. And one of those seniors being celebrated is senior setter um, Donna Gomez. Let's hear from her. Joined now by senior setter Donna Gomez. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I know you're getting ready for a game tonight, yes. um, which is senior night. So are you looking forward to that? Yes. Um, I've, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think that this day is come because, like, Four years ago, I could never thought that this day would be here, and I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no idea how I'm gonna react. <laughs> so, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be really emotional because it's been quite a journey so far. So, well, yeah. <laughs> of your four years, you've started every year, and you've been a huge impact. Over 5,000 assists in your season, all about 100, 175 more to set the record. Um, as any special moments stick out or any game or any championships, because there's been a lot over your four years, anything stick out to you as most memorable? Um, well, honestly, all four years, like all four teams has been like a different team, actually. Um, like, but what I can say is that all four years, like all four teams, we always wanted to stick together and like win. That's always our goal and we, we've always been there for each other. And I'm, I think nationals is always quite emotional. Like that's what we play for, that's what we work for because that's the big goal. And I remember, I'm pretty sure the most impact one so far was 16 2016 because 
We started really bad, actually. We lost the first game in five, and we were like, what is going on? You know, like, we did not expect that at all. But we we stick to it. Like, we, like, we talk, like, we put our heads together, and, like, we just start playing again. Like, we left that behind, and then we're like, it's not over. Let's just start over and just play. Really cool stories from uh, Donna tonight. Thanks again for your time. But she spoke about all the things that I love and the, and the kind of the spirit of the show, um, pulling together as a team, some of those emotional moments where <laughs> they might not have finished the way they wanted to, but those are what is sticking out to her as a college athlete. So they're not done yet. They've got uh, playoffs coming up and then, of course, the national tournament. So best of luck to Park, and thanks again for, the, for your time. Now, coming up for this weekend, real quick before we uh... – Finish off the show, hand things off to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we've got this weekend, we got a great slate for college football. We got Mizzou taking on Florida down in Gainesville. Go Gators. They're about to chomp the Tigers. Uh, then we also have Kansas. They will be taking on Iowa State. And Kansas State will be taking on TCU this Saturday. You'll be able to hear that here at uh, the game starts at 2 30. I believe our coverage starts at noon. Here on uh, here on 610 Sports Radio, Rockhurst Lee Summit on 1660 The Score tomorrow night, 7.05. I think 6.45 is when it starts, so make sure you listen to that. Uh, got uh, also Sporting Kansas City. They will be playing on the fourth. <laughs> that uh, little match. Against the TBD opponent, yes. so that will be going on as well. All right, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 